Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Homewrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. Hi, how are you? Hello, I'm fabulous, thank you. Fantastic. Yes. That's great. Yes. Yeah, so we're uh, we're still dealing with this, I don't know what you call it. I don't want to name it. I don't want to give it credibility. Ridiculousness? Yeah, that. It's dumb. But we're still dealing with it. I don't care what your feelings are on it. I think it's dumb. I, I think that there are really dumb people out there who just don't understand what they're doing. They just kind of follow rules. Like, they'll wear the masks and cover Blindly their face. Blindly follow rules. That They don't question anything. But they take it off to talk to each other. It is dumb beyond dumb. But I don't want to get into all that. No. Now. It's just ridiculous. We have something better to talk about yeah. today. Yeah, we're going to talk about something fun again. So much we, better. We're going to revisit Bigfoot and the Sasquatch. Yay! Because it's awesome and... Since our last show, we've we've watched a couple more documentaries yeah. on Bigfoot, which I have to say, and I didn't tell you this before, but I'm going to say it now. I used to think the Bigfoot shows and the Bigfoot documentaries were boring because you never see anything. It's 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 just a bunch of people out in the woods. They're talking. They'll tell you stories that are pretty cool to hear. But I mean, you you know, you you can listen to a podcast to hear stories about Bigfoot. There's plenty of good ones out there. And so I never really got into watching the shows because it's just people out in the woods. And you'd occasionally hear like a knock on the tree, but it's like, okay, how do I know that's yeah, you a hear Sasquatch? Sounds, yeah. How do I know that's not just somebody that's in your camping party, like off in the woods, banging back at you? You know what I mean? That is so, a good question. So I never really liked them that much. I, I always thought they were a little boring. But since our last episode on Bigfoot, we've watched a couple of bigfoot documentaries just i don't even know why was it your idea to just yeah, watch these i just wanted to watch yeah them. so for, so i was like okay yeah fine whatever we'll, again we'll watch. somebody who never watched documentaries and it's now amazing all of me. a sudden i'm like yeah i have so much stuff now that i want to watch with you because now you're all of a sudden into documentaries which i've always been into and i have like a huge collection of them <laughs> that i haven't watched in forever probably since we've been together just because you're not into that kind of stuff so it's like all right well i don't know but yeah, anyway, I have uh, over like the past couple years decided to kind of open up my mind more. It's like I expect people to have an open mind with me. Why am I not giving that courtesy to others? And it kind of goes, especially with documentaries. I was really picky about what we watched. And now it's like, OK, it's something I have interest in. I'm going to watch it. And if it's something I don't have interest in, I might still give it a try depending on what it's about. But I'm just trying to be more open. It's great. It's awesome. So it was your idea to watch these Bigfoot documentaries. Mm -hmm. and I was like, all right. Like I said, I never was a big fan of them just because I thought they were just all so repetitive. I mean, they got something like six seasons out of Finding Bigfoot. And they never found them. Yeah. But they, people love these these documentaries and these shows because I think people just have a fascination with Bigfoot. And so I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, no problem. We'll watch them. And I actually got kind of into these. They were, they're all right. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about them individually. Yeah. We watched three separate ones. And we'll talk about them individually and, and, you know, give our thoughts and stuff like that. But I came out of this now just going, I have a whole different opinion of, of 
Bigfoot, Sasquatch. Like I've always believed that there's something out there. Mm-hmm. But now I don't know that I think it's what I initially thought it may be. But that's be. the thing. And that happens when we talked about Missing 401. You think you got it. And then you see other information. Yeah. And you're like, okay, no, I don't. Yeah. And this is kind of along the same thing. Where it's like, okay, I think it's this. This makes the most sense. And then it's like, oh, wait. But now there's this information that doesn't coincide. So it kind of makes you recalibrate everything and try to put it in order so it can make sense but i don't know if it ever will i still think that until we have a body live or dead and something tells me that if this creature's as big as people report that it is we're not going to get it alive i don't think you'll be able to capture and contain an animal with the strength and the size of what bigfoot reportedly is Reportedly. Unless they had one that just died of natural causes and they're like, okay, let's take them, maybe. But I don't have, know. They I haven't still, found I a body yet. To kill they haven't found a, a body yet. And I, I really truly think that that's, that's, that's the way we're going to get confirmation of, of them. Is I, because there's plenty of video footage of what people say is a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. You have the Patterson Gimlin film, the, the famous one that everybody's seen by now. You've mm-hmm. got a bunch of other ones. You've got some that are obvious fakes and frauds that are on the internet, but mm-hmm. there's others where you, you question it. But even the ones that look really good, it's still, it, with the way camera technology and computer software and CGI and stuff is nowadays, I mean, it's everything has to be scrutinized and questioned. So even if you, uh, you'd have to almost be face-to-face with one to to yeah. to know for sure, oh yeah, that's well, real. It's also hard but, because what like some of the video we're watching, we'll go through everything we watch, but it's like you're like that doesn't look that big. But then when somebody gives a perspective, because you're watching in a camera, is it zoomed in? Is it zoomed out? You might realize like, oh, okay, I guess that was really big because then you see a normal sized person go in that spot and they're like half the size, and you're like, oh, okay. So, but it's hard with perspective and video is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but. Like I said, the only way I think now with the way everything is, the only confirmation we're going to get is either a dead body or seeing one yourself in person. And if you see one yourself in person, yeah, you've confirmed that it exists, but now it's your word and your job to go out and convince other people that it doesn't. Good luck getting anybody to believe you. You know, part of me like just has the thought of maybe if I got to see one or more in person, maybe just keep it to myself. I mean, obviously, like, I would tell you, but, like, wouldn't go tell the world because I wouldn't want everyone to go out hunting for them. That's okay. All right. Why don't we get into these documentaries now? Let's not... I want to protect them. Oh, my gosh. Let's let's just get into what we watched. So, you got to love Amazon Prime because they have a bunch of documentaries, I wanted to watch a big. So does Netflix and Hulu. Well, we don't have those. (laughs) So I wanted to watch a Bigfoot documentary. And one of the first things that came up was a documentary called Don't Call Me Bigfoot. All right. We watch it. Now, the documentary, uh, it was by Jeremy Nori. It was decent, but... There was one person who stood out as like this guy. This is why I'm watching this documentary. His name is Matt 
Mordovanek, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering that name. Sounds, uh, that's how I would have said it. Okay. Go watch this documentary. Again, it's called Don't Call Me Bigfoot. Came out this year, so it's very recent, it's very new. And it's on Amazon Prime. I am listening to this guy, Matt, talk, and I'm like, wow, he's very intelligent, he's well-spoken, and he's very good at tell, like the way he's explaining something to ca- to keep somebody's attention. He's, I guess, entertaining in a sense. Like he can tell a good story, um, but he's just he's very smart. He knows a lot of stuff, and everything he's saying makes total sense. And you're like, yeah, like some some points. I'm like, exactly. Thank you. And other stuff, it's like I didn't think of that. So to me, this guy really stood out and. He's the reason why I think everyone should watch this documentary. Yeah, he also has, uh, is, is it a YouTube channel and um, an Instagram? He has an Instagram. What is his Instagram? Do you remember it? It's offhand? like, is, is it, it Matt, Matt Squatch? Squatch? But it's Matt Squatch, uh, something else at the end of it. Presents, I think. Like Matt I th- Squatch. I think so. Presents. That sounds right. And he has a, a YouTube channel. And I, I checked out a couple of his things. And Yeah, on, I subscribed. Uh, wow. Great. Just just very good stuff. If you're into Bigfoot or Sasquatch, even if you're not, you're just looking for something different. Awesome, definitely, definitely recommend it. Um, so w- were you gonna add anything about him? Well, just uh, so some or or that particular. <sighs> I mean, I w- aside I from wanna... him, that documentary was just kind of like meh. He was the he made this documentary yeah, oh, yeah. like so interesting. Yeah, he brought up a lot of good points, and he talked. Um, he talked about. Another documentary, because people ask him, they'll show him pictures and say, oh, do you think this is real? Is it a hoax? And one of the things I guess got brought up was a documentary called Discovering Bigfoot. And I was like, okay, now we got to go watch this. So that was another documentary on our list. But I don't want to give a lot away of what he says. I want people to go watch it. Okay. Yeah, go watch the documentary. We're still going to talk about it. I know, but I just it's don't want to say like, like, we're giving like plot every, points or something. I just don't want to say like every single thing. We can talk, touch on points. All right. Okay. So he talks about... Or like he, he brought about, up about, you know, pe- like questions that people say like, oh, how come we never found a body? Which is Which is my big thing. Why don't we ever find a body? And he explained it perfectly. And he to... gave several explanations yeah, too. Yeah, and it wasn't, wasn't just like, like just because of this. Yeah, he gave several different different reasons why. Which do you want to get into more? Are we just gonna be very vague when we talk to why people? Why are here? you looking I'm, at I'm me asking like you, oh like, well, gosh. I don't want to give people away that I'm I'm just saying I don't want to talk about every single Okay, well I think thing. that's a big point though. Yeah, why, why... I'm fine with talking about that. Okay, so that's why... one of the things I wanted so, to bring up. So why have there been no Bigfoot bodies found? One of the explanations he brought up that is that he thinks. Yeah, according to him, was talking about how bodies decay out in the wilderness. And he explained that his uncle had a cabin and a moose had passed down by, was it a lake or a river? Lake. And after one month, it was just bone, just total bone. And then was it another month or two later? All like the bones were scattered. And by the next year, there was like, basically nothing left and that's because out in the wilderness you have all these little scavengers picking away at everything and you have um the acidity of everything on the uh, the pine needles the pine needles the soil everything's acidic so that eats away at everything um so there you wouldn't really find much out there over time 
depending on like where you're going and it's hard to find them anyway. Well, he yeah, he also the the point that made a lot of sense to me in the wild if an animal gets injured mm-hmm. and it it knows it's dying, it doesn't just drop dead where it's at. It tends to go and find a mm-hmm. peaceful, quiet place so it can die in peace. So if you have a, an animal, if, if Bigfoot, if that's, if that's what it is, is an intelligent, obviously intelligent creature that knows it's dying or is injured or wounded or whatever, and it's already hiding and very good at camouflaging itself and going undetected, then obviously it's got some pretty remote spots where it would hide and then go to die. Mm-hmm. So if it dies and then, yeah, over a course of a couple of months, it just decays it gets its remains get eaten up or whatever that makes sense that's that was one of the big things where i went huh like really got me thinking more because that was my big hang-up was if this is a real flesh and blood thing why have we never seen a body we never nobody's ever seen a dead bigfoot mm-hmm. no one's ever got bones nothing all we've got is footprints that people take plaster casts of that's all we've ever gotten so that really made me go huh I never thought of that because I'm not an outdoorsman. I, 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 I'd like to, I'd like to get more outdoorsy, but I'm not. That's not how I was raised. It's not the environment I grew up in. I'm a city guy. I've always been around the city for the most part. Now I've gone camping twice in my life. I don't know how all this stuff works. So he's bringing that knowledge and sharing that knowledge. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense now. Now I get it. He also brought up points like maybe they bury their dead. That's another thing, yeah. And, and some animals, they eat their dead. That's a possibility. So depending, right. there's so many different things it could be. But what everything he said made total sense. It's funny. I'm like listening to him. I'm like, man, I want it, I want this guy to take me out camping. I want him to take us Yeah, I want to go hang with this guy for yeah. a weekend. Yeah. Right? What else did he say that you found? That was the big thing for me. And, and he was the one also that, was it him or the other gentleman that was on the show uh with him that was talking about the the uh the different wild monkeys and wild chimpanzee tribes that will mm. go and they'll they attack each other and the, yeah was, that, was it him that was talking I about think that or was so the other because guy? some they, they will go and they'll attack each other so that's the thing like with a lot of these documentaries that we've seen they it's almost like it's like different tribes of Sasquatch like the, in these different areas and maybe there are different kinds or families or not families and they might not get are along they could that attack each wh- other okay I, I understand what you're yeah saying. it's I not thought, like think maybe be a little more clear when sorry you're it's not it, like every single Sasquatch out there is fr- it might not they might not be friendly with the other ones they could attack each other or how some um was it chimpanzees will attack the elder you know, because they want to take over, and that happens in the animal kingdom. Yeah, you have the alpha male of a, of a particular group will come in and attack another group, take out that alpha, and then take mm-hmm. over the rest of the of the tribe. Yeah, it's so. I mean, these are things that again, we I don't even know if they teach this stuff in school anymore. But that's essentially how the wild kingdom works: yeah. survival of the fittest. So, is that what happens with Sasquatch? I don't know. Could be. It could be. Now, one of the things I, I'm going to save this for after because this is going to be my my one of my closing points. That I want people to really get thinking. But the 
second document was there anything you want to talk about with in the no, next we, one? We can I, kind I think of a lot on. of this stuff kind of flows into each other yeah so it's kind of hard to just stick with topics from one and then so the second documentary we watched was discovering bigfoot and that was by todd standing that was very interesting this documentary oh boy yeah this one was something yeah we have todd action jackson standing <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, this was this was this was interesting as well. But I thought it was he focused like it was weird. They had all these action shots of him doing stuff. Just weird breaks kinda, yeah. in the in the different sections of the documentary where it's him dressed in like his Gila suit and running through streams and like posing with his guns and like hiding. It just it was just weird. And he had like this generic cheesy like 80s action music playing <laughs> while he's running through streams and, and running argue- up the sides of the mountain <laughs> it was just weird my argument know. is if you're putting all this money to make a documentary and you're the one doing all the work who cares like obviously you want to make yourself look good i Maybe. guess I, I i think it was just it was very self-serving i guess is, is I, yes i can see that but there was still a lot of good information in the documentary interesting points um one thing that i wasn't familiar with are the tree tps yeah i had never i had never noticed or, or heard i about haven't that no either. nor have i and which I, and i guess it's pretty common so shows you what i know about anything but it was so cool because they're showing these and how like the trees are broken and like kind of one dangles and it makes you wonder. One dangle? Yeah, there's like one in the middle. It kind of like, te- is teeter the word? Um, it's not. Oh, where it's balancing on the top yes, of the. It's like in the, the middle. And the yeah, can like, it's just balancing. It's cool. But it, it makes you wonder, okay, what are these? Are they some kind of marker for something? Well, when you say tree teepee, maybe you should explain what that is. Why is it? I mean, I could go make a tree teepee in my backyard right now. Why is this impressive? These trees are like, if you're watching, I'm using my arms. It's like they're pushed down and broken. And so it looks like it's making a teepee. They're big, fucking thick trees that a person could not break. That's what's impressive about it. They're big. They're like like three, four, five inches in diameter. It's not like you could just snap it in half. You have to be incredibly strong and large, and especially where the the trees were snapped. They weren't snapped at the root. They weren't like pushed, and it was they were snapped and twisted about halfway up. It was about eight feet up in the air where they were snapped and twisted. Well, there was, and then pushed into each other to make a teepee. That's what's impressive about it. I think the whole thing, everything about it is yes, impressive. Yes, but the fact that they're, you have to explain that they're big and it's not something a person could do. Okay, well, that's what I have you for. But it makes you wonder, what are these things? Are they markers of some point? Is it some kind of territorial type of like symbol? Um, do they just do it for fun to mess with people? I don't know. Well, this Todd standing gentleman i guess he was a former special forces green beret something he's like a master tracker he had all these different credentials that he listed at the at the beginning of the documentary the guy definitely seems like he knows his stuff for sure not not calling that into question at all and he's like a, a very 
he can like he he's really I guess he just spends a lot of time in the woods and so he knows a lot about tracking and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, can, it makes sense like for what he's doing. Yeah, so he can hear like just stuff out in the in the distance. He can tell okay, that's about fifty yards out. There's a whatever a deer, an elk. Mm-hmm. And then he, he's sitting there and he had footage of himself getting, he's like holding a camera, all of a sudden like this log hit him in the side. Yeah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Like, what was that? He said he said that it was a Sasquatch. He was like trying to focus on one Sasquatch and he got attacked from behind mm-hmm. by another one that threw a log at him. And he yeah. has footage of this. Not not seeing the Sasquatch, but the log like kind of crushing him. like Taking him, him down. And him falling down in the snow. Yeah. What? What? Nothing good. I thought you were. I thought you were rubbing on me, like trying to give me a. No, I'm just excited. <laughs> trying to give me an Iggy, like about something. No, I, I'm just. I'm moving my foot and I'm right. listening. Okay. Yeah, like he gets taken out. So he was kind of. I guess they were like higher at a height. Like the ones that were in front of him were at a higher vantage point, and yeah. he was trying to get them on film. And and it this, seemed. I think he's up in. Is it northern Canada? Where he I was? think it kind of ranged, but it was like northern U.S. and up to like northern Canada. He had this range like the, of where yeah. he travels. Yeah. But there was another when he was out in the woods and it wasn't snowing. He had something similar. He put apples up and there were some that he heard coming towards him where the apples were. But then he heard what he knew as an aggressive male behind him. So he's now paying attention to that. And then the camera's picking up the apples being taken. So it makes you wonder, are they working together to try to cause like a diversion? So I'll distract him while you guys do this or so you guys can go and he'll pay attention to me. So you're not seen. It It, seems like obviously they work together. Like they're, yeah, they're very intelligent. Whatever whatever they are, they're very intelligent. Yeah. So yeah, so th- what what you were just describing, he essentially he goes to the same area all the time, and he knows that there are at least three Sasquatch, and he thinks one is a female, one is a younger. That, I didn't say if it was a male or female, but just a younger one, and then the the male, and they all all three of them usually travel somewhat together, and he says that there's also scouts. Yeah, they There's have day, day watchers. They have day watchers that will actually stay up high on the mountain and look out and watch to see if anyone or anything is coming up. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, really? Like that? Okay. That's organized. Yeah. It, I mean, again, I he didn't say how he knows all this, but he's been looking in, in that area for 20 years. So I he he's obviously seen things and obviously is, he's gotten money and funding and everything else. He's been able to get equipment and stuff like that but he knew all this stuff and he was showing okay there's he's telling you okay there's something up there there's one over there this one's coming from about 200 yards out i in in, there was a time where you could hear them kind of calling to each other it was just really bizarre and you're just like what is going on like this this is crazy and it's hard because every time you see something or you hear something you always have to have that skeptical side of is there somebody else there doing it is somebody else there whistling is somebody else there making the noise is somebody grabbing those apples and and that's what makes something like this so difficult because you want to believe and you want to trust people like i'm the kind of person i don't want to think 
there are people who would just make stuff up to make money, but it's true. There are. Of course. And so you have to be somewhat skeptical and you have to question everything. So it's like as much as I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff is so cool. You also have to be like, okay, but is it real? And so in talking about, he had some footage of Sasquatch. He had, I guess, um, film of, the face like it was kind of in the bushes yeah he had three different faces yeah and it's weird because some of them i was like okay is that real or not well that's that's what's that's what's so hard to tell because that's why i say even if you get video of one now how, how that's not even good enough anymore just because of the different technology that's out there that exists and and how advanced makeup and stuff has gotten in the past 15, 20 years. They had like one and it like the way like you see it blink and the way like its forehead moved. It's like, okay, everything's connected. The muscle, like everything moves and it did that. And I'm like, okay, well that looks really real. But then. That was the one that, lo- that looked like it would have been the alpha male, like the male because it was the biggest one. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, that looks real. But then it's like, oh, okay, well is it computer animated or something? You know, like again, I don't want to think that, but. It's possible, so it's just yeah. it's hard to tell. You have to question everything. I know you can't. You have. To, I mean, you just have to nowadays. You can't just blindly accept anything. No, I know it's so. It's, no, so yeah. So what you're saying. And then they had like he had a video um, of one like going up. It looked like up a mountainside, and it was kind of rocky, and it's like going up. And it's snow. It's like a snow covered side of the mountain. This thing's just like. And it's hard because I'm like, it doesn't look that big. But then again, like when he's showing other things and you're like, oh, that doesn't look that big. And then you get perspective because you you compare it to something and you're like, oh, okay. Like now it makes sense. Even some of the trees, you're like, that tree doesn't look that big. It doesn't look that tall. And then it's like they stand next to you. You're like, oh, wow, it is really tall. So I said before, it's sometimes hard like on film or in a picture to get perspective for size. When they're doing stuff like that, it's helpful. But sometimes, like, it's hard to tell because there's nothing to compare it to. That was, to me, the most... I mean, the, big, the faces the faces that it showed, that was okay. I mean, you could go, all right, maybe. Mm-hmm. But you have to scrutinize. But the, the I thought the most impressive footage was the the one running up the side of the mountain because it was flying. And it's it going, was. And it's and going up the side of the mountain. You're like, how the hell... And I was saying, you were like, well, it could be somebody in a suit. I'm like, uh, they're not running that fast in a suit. But that was a good Up point. Up a snowy mountain? No way. There's just no way. And the way it was moving, it was just like flying. It was going up yeah. to the side and just cranking. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. So that to me was the most impressive footage of that entire mm-hmm. documentary. For me. Yeah. And then documentary we watched was Expedition Sasquatch. This was made in 2018 and it's by Justin... Chernipsky and Robert McNeil they were both in it and you have one of the guys is climbing a mountain alone in January so it's like super cold and snowy but he's going up this mountain in search of a Sasquatch and then you have another person who's um, at home but just uh, retelling stories about incidents that had happened to him yes to him and his friends while they were in search and it was interesting. Nothing really happened. While and they were in search? What is that? I'm mean? sorry. While this guy was in search of Bigfoot, oh, okay. nothing really happened. It was still kind of interesting. It was interesting hearing the stories. The kid who was talking about incidents that happened at a campground, he was saying one night he and his friends were 
camping. It was raining. They had a tarp up and a rock came flying through and hit their metal table. And it's just hard because it's like, and obviously this guy realizes that, yeah, this is what we think it is. We think it's Bigfoot. But Alex and I are like, yeah, but you had a friend who went to bed. Maybe he did it. It's, that was it's, my first thought. <laughs> well, explain. It, okay. So it's raining. It's really loud. They had a tarp set up and a rock came under their tarp, which he said was about five feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. So this rock had to get through this this tarp and it hit the metal table. He said if it had not hit the metal table, they would have never known because it was so loud from the rain hap- uh, falling. And so they immediately thought, oh, what was that? And they got up and they started running and looking around to see if they could find Bigfoot or something. My first thought was, well, you had a buddy because it was a group of three. And their buddy had previously gone to bed because he was tired. So my first thought was, well, it was probably your, your buddy just got up and messed with you guys. Possibly. <laughs> That's what I thought. So a story like that, it's like, eh. When there's a lot of people and they're not there. That's the thing with a I'm lot of the I'm not saying stuff. the guy's lying, but I'm no, just saying it could like have been these, again, something bad. Again, you have to bad. have that skepticism. Exactly. And, you know, how can you rule stuff out? It's like, well, that was our first thought. And maybe, you know, they, the guy, they could see the guy in his tent or whatever, and that could rule that out. It's just, and they were the only ones, I guess, at the campsite. But you, it's like you have to, when you hear these stories, it's like you have to start ruling things out. Like, well, could it be this? Could it be that? The gentleman who climbed the mountain, I don't remember his Justin name. Tr- Is that Justin? Tr- Chernipsky. He's climbing this mountain and he I, he wanted to what? Reach the summit of one of the mountains yeah, to, get to get a view. Summit. And that yeah. was really interesting because he had a camera that had this incredible zoom on it. Yeah. And he was from the top of the mountain looking out at like the valley and all the trees, seeing if he could find anything. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty clever. But one of the things that came to mind as we're watching these documentaries was like, has anyone like these people have drones? Have they used drones to like fly over? Maybe like do they have them with night vision to fly over at night and try to capture anything? I'm sure people have thought of it, and if it hasn't been done yet, there's probably a reason. Now, I'm not familiar with drones and how like how long is the battery life on these things. If it's really cold in the area, is that maybe a factor in, in why they can't use that kind of technology? There's probably reasons why they haven't yet, but well, just because we haven't know. seen in any of the documentaries we've watched. Right, but I mean, we've only watched three. There's probably hundreds. Oh well, I mean, of including other ones, there. but granted, some of those are older before drones yeah, were as yeah. popular. Now, getting into all the different things. So while we were watching some of these, and now we can just talk out of order. It doesn't matter. But one of the things we were talking about was uh, in one of the documentaries, they left out the apples. I think that was the one with the Todd standing. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And the, the apples, you see them getting taken as, as you can't see what's taken. You just see them disappearing off of the... Because it's a night vision camera. It's a night vision camera. So and you so see them was, moving off of the, sh- the well, little clearing where It was hard because he was in front of the camera so you had a bit of a blocked view. Right. And because there was that other male that was... He was focusing he's his focusing, attention right. on. Yes. So he's focusing on the big big Sasquatch yeah. that's off to And then you see these the apples and he did a good job. He like puts a circle on it so you can focus yeah, 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 on yeah, it. Yeah, But anyway... And you see so, them getting taken. That's... Yeah. So anyway... We're talking about it, and we were saying how in the, in that same documentary, he left apples on the teepee as well. Yes. And we were saying, how come, okay, you leave the apples there, and then they left, and they came back the next day, and the apples were gone. Okay, they look around, there's no 
apple core. There's no peels, no pieces of it, nothing. They're just there's no trace of the apple. So we were you, I think, said, why don't they just set up a camera and leave it there on the teepee because they know these apples get taken. Why don't they just set it up and leave it there? And I said, yeah, good question. Like a trail cam or something. So in one of the other documentaries, they were talking about how they had done that. If they had set up cameras and trail cameras and left apples in a section where they had been taken previously and done it several times. So then they set up the trail cams because like, okay, we'll get them getting the apples. And every time they set up the trail cam, the apples never disappeared. They never moved. They were never taken, not by anything. The, the minute they take down the cameras, they went back the next day, the apples are gone. So obviously, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call it, is intelligent because it knows there's a camera there. How does it know? This is, where you, this is where you had some theories. Why do you think? So what do one, you think? they could be watching. But I wonder, do they pick up on the electricity or the electromagnetic frequencies of these cameras maybe it's the wi-fi the radiation it's given out are they sensitive to it so i'm thinking like huh like are do they feel it do they sense it and that's how they know and then yes they could have seen it and then i'm thinking like if they can you know feel it or sense it maybe if like people put like a bunch of shungite out because shungite is a crystal that can block radiation and it can block that frequency from passing through. And I'm like, maybe I wonder if anyone's tried that to see. But obviously, it's because they watch them, put the cameras up, and they know then that's that what I was do thinking. anything. Well, well, I was thinking if they've got, if this Todd Standing guy has noticed that they have scouts essentially watching and looking out, they probably just know, okay, so and so is, and this is the area they're at. So they're probably, they've been in there for, Two hours, three hours, however long, however long it takes to set up a camera. If they're yeah. not just moving on through, they're staying there. They're probably doing something. Getting so, attention. So avoid that area for a while or something. But yeah. but I think what you said, them being able to pick up on the, the electromagnetic radiation or the frequencies put out or so, whatever, yeah. that makes sense too just because they've got to know something's there. If it's if it's my theory where they're just watching and seeing, okay, they're in this area and they've been there for a while, they've been there longer than usual, they're doing something, okay. But how do you know when to you're free to go back to that area? You see unless they're saying? actually watching them put the cameras up and then That's take them down. That's why I think it's got to be something like that, and and probably something where what you said they can sense and see these things and they know because okay, these this cameras is not aren't normal. film; they're working on some kind of signal. Yeah, I think the motion, motion capture. Yeah, that's how they work. But what I'm saying is, it's digital. It has that. Yeah, it's got a battery. It's that's, yeah, that's it's how it's going to work. Giving off energy. So yeah, so it's got to be the 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 EMF or the the slight something, radiation yeah. that gives that it gives off this the heat signature, whatever it is. It's got to be something that they can tell. It doesn't belong here. It's not natural. So we're gonna stay away from it. What I I'm not saying they know it's a recording device. They just probably know, okay, this is not natural this is something, to my area. Stay away stay from away. it. Right. Apples, natural. Cameras, not natural. Right. Something else towards the end of Todd Standing's documentary, Discovering Bigfoot, he got on a thermal camera, one of the Sasquatch up in a tree. Up in the tree, that's right. And yeah, you know what that made yeah. me think of? The Missing 411 documentary with the hunters. Yeah. Because a woman said she saw something, but it was cloaked like predator style. Right. And he couldn't see it. 
but he could pick up the thermal signature. Well, because it was dark. It was nighttime. No, it was day. It was nighttime when he, I, no, when he I got the thermal. No, he was looking at it through the thermal camera. It was nighttime. Oh, because unless he did a reenactment because it was daytime at the very end. So, but it was kind of far away and he couldn't see through everything. But these things camouflage themselves very well. Yes. For the most part. But it made me think back to the missing 411 with the hunters and how this woman saw something yeah, and it was massive yeah. and it was in the trees. And I know we've talked about this on a previous episode. So that's what came to my mind seeing that. And yeah. I forgot to mention it to you. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> If these if these sons of bitches can can climb in the trees and, and think about how strong they are too, like yeah. why couldn't they? Oh, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. of course. But that's that's the that's the one aspect that I also didn't think of because you always hear Bigfoot, the footprints. So you, I never, I never correlated. In, in, are they in moving my mind. from are tree they, to tree, and that's why the that prints why, go away? Could very well be. Yeah, it could be that you you see three or four footprints, and then they're gone. You're like, okay, what? And and it could be that the ground where they stepped was softer, and when the the prints disappear because the ground gets harder, yes, it could be that, or it could be because they're just jumping on trees and going, "Huh, f this! I'm just gonna swing from tree to tree or Maybe. jump from tree to tree, whatever it is they do, however they they move." Possible. I don't know. Todd Standing said that he'd witnessed them snapping the trees and mm-hmm. making the tree teepees before. Yeah. He doesn't have footage, but he said he's seen it, and that he explained it. They are they literally just stand up and. Grab the tree and twist, and or if it's a break smaller, it. they could do it with one hand. And if it's if it's a smaller, like two or three inch of diameter, they just break it with one hand. It's a little flick of the wrist, no big deal. And I'm just like, can you imagine how strong that that creature would have to be to do something like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, in our backyard, we had a tree that was maybe a half inch of diameter. I couldn't I couldn't snap the thing in half. It, I mean, that's. Some trees are really strong. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's not, the, the, when you say one, two inch, or two, three inch diameter, four inch diameter, a big It deal. might not look. It's thick. That, that's thick. It and might not, not seem like compared to like a big regular tree. Right. But, but it's still, still, like they're solid and it, it is difficult. Yeah. And, and where they're doing it, again, it's up about eight feet in the air. So it's a big creature mm. where it's it's got to be tall to be getting eight feet in the air and just going, eh, snap. It's it's just it's yeah. really it was really mind boggling. One of the things we were talking about too is the population. Yes, population. <laughs> that's right. Just how much wilderness is really out there? And I know Alex and I have had the discussion. People say, "Oh, we're overpopulated," and I think that it's yes. Yeah, some areas are totally overpopulated. Cities are overpopulated. But if you talk about <laughs> the world, no, the Earth is not overpopulated. There's so much wilderness out there, and. Just watching these documentaries, it's like, I just want to be out there, like, in the wilderness. Like, I just want to go live out in the woods because it's so beautiful out there. But you think about how many Sasquatch there could be. And even if there were thousands of them, it's so easy for them, especially with all of their skills, to blend in and not be seen. Because how many people go up to a lot of those areas? Mountains far north in canada well people go up there but they disappear they die yeah. because it's treacherous it's not what humans are used to especially mm-hmm. now if you and i went out there i 
I, I wouldn't make it because I don't know what I'm doing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a clue of what I'm doing. That's why I, we wouldn't go out to like the mountains. Right. Yeah. But that's especially but that's in the, the winter it's alone. It's. I mean, just the terrain itself is treacherous. Mm-hmm. You slip and fall. You break your ankle. You're effed. You're out. You're out in the middle of nowhere. You're Bigfoot food. Pretty much. But that's that's the thing that I, I think a lot of people don't take into account. And yes, you talk about population stuff. Cities are overpopulated. Not the world. The world is not. There is so much undiscovered country, mm-hmm. and so much land that has not been, you know, explored or looked through, because people can't get to it. You know what I mean? Like, so th- it's almost like the world had to say, like, this is going to happen, so we have to do it this way. So we have at least this much to be untouched. I, I, guess, I don't know, but it, yeah, it's it's crazy. Just just in North, and this is just North America now. If, if you're talking about Asia and Africa, same thing. South America and Antarctica, the undiscovered country. We're not even allowed to go down there. So who knows what's going on in Antarctica? We only know what the government tells us. And we, we only know, know how what accurate we're told. that is. Yeah, the overpopulation. Mm-hmm. The, I get in arguments with my brother about this all the time. It's a myth. Mm-hmm. Don't believe that one, folks. But And it's just, it gives so much potential for there to be so much out there. And not just with bigfoot sasquatch how whatever you want to call them but just in general so much can be out there it might not be on the grand scale as something that big it could be smaller but okay you brought up a great point to me gorillas yeah this was what i wanted to talk about i didn't know this until after we watched these documentaries and i just i didn't know what this wasn't taught to you in school oh you're being funny yeah okay took took me a second like what yeah you gotta work on your delivery I gotta work on my sarcasm. You got you really do because I can't I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or you're being serious. It's it's like the same tone. You have to be a little overly. Yes, I'm gonna give you a I'll lesson work on, on how being to, better. I'm, I'm gonna give you a lesson on how to be sarcastic okay. properly here. Yeah, gorillas. I didn't know this until I started doing some a little bit of digging after watching these documentaries and getting the wheels turned a little bit and thinking differently than I had been up to this point. Gorillas. We did had not, we did not discover gorillas until 1902. Wow. When I told you that, you're like, huh? Huh? Yeah, pretty much. That's what you said. <laughs> it was just like that too. Huh? 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 Mm. But yeah, we did not discover gorillas till 1902. That's crazy. That's when gorillas were first discovered. So we, up until that point, had no clue that these things even existed. But. You hear stories about different animals. I mean, they have to get discovered at some point and there are like birds and bugs and all these different things that it's like, oh, people saw them, but they weren't discovered, quote unquote. Yeah. So now think about that. 1902 is when we discovered gorillas. So 118 years ago. And you're telling me that there can't be something else out there that just hasn't been discovered yet? Well, I think the problem is there's a lot of ignorance out there. A lot of people think, oh, with technology nowadays, with the video capturing and satellite images, we'd have to have found something by now. But if that's their area, they know the terrain, they are naturally great at camouflaging themselves, then who's to say that, oh, we would have picked them up? I think it's just ignorant to think that. Yes, but people are ignorant. This is true. People just listen to whatever's told to them. We're idiots. Which is why we always say, after you listen to us, do your own research. Yeah, do your own research. Don't yeah, listen to make me. Make your own decision. This is just what I found. But yeah. go look. Go look it up yourself. 
But that's the thing. Nobody does that. Nobody looks up shit for themselves. No, ever. We just accept blindly. And I'm not saying you and I, but blindly as people. We just accept what's told to us. I mean, look, the fucking world is shut down right now because some fucking asshole said, oh, look at this, this and this. Go fucking do your research, everybody. Okay, I just went off on a tangent. Sorry yeah. about that. Anyway, yeah, we didn't discover gorillas till just over 100 years ago. And again... They didn't I mean, teach you that in school? No, no. I just was thought we've better? always known, I mean, you know? Yeah, it was better. Well, it makes sense. I mean, I wasn't taught in school about that. No, but I, th- but that's it. And I mean, and I never knew that till now. And I looked it up. It wasn't just something somebody said, hey, look this up. I just randomly looked it up. And I'm like, wait, what? Well, because and then I had to go of- on a couple of different different sites to see is this accurate because this doesn't make sense to well, me how has it only been this long it gets you thinking and you know one of the things they were talking about footprints which one was it was well, the, who cares? The, okay one of the documentary documentaries they had the um cast of yeah. the footprints and one had an arch kind of thing and they were talking about arches and how people have arches but sasquatch don't and i was like really they wouldn't have an arch in their foot. And then I started looking up like primates and all these different things like, huh, interesting. Obviously, their bodies are different from humans, but I just kind of thought they have something and that's not necessarily the case. And I was like, huh, interesting. I want to go learn more. You got to go kill a Bigfoot so you can study it. <laughs> that's the only way it's going to happen. No, it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that to me, that was the big one. F- discovering gorillas. In 1902, that was my big one. Like, what? That's it? I thought for sure we'd known about them for hundreds of years. Nope. 1902 is when they were discovered. There, that To me, that was the one where I went, okay, yeah, that, that seals the deal for me. Then, yeah, Sasquatch has got to be some kind of a living flesh and blood creature that we just have yet to capture. Or maybe it is both. Maybe it could be interdimensional, well, because too. Well, I yeah, know. I guess I should have said before this, I thought it's got to be some kind of an interdimensional thing or a ghost or something like that, something paranormal, something that's not flesh and blood. It's got to be something that maybe can kind of come in and out of dimensions, something we just haven't figured out yet. Now I go, well, like you said, maybe, it is, maybe it's both. Maybe it can do that kind of stuff. Maybe different regions of the country have different species or different types of yeah. Bigfoot could be right i mean in florida they call it the skunk game because yeah. i guess it stinks and, really and, bad and there's like they some look different in different areas yeah. of the world country in the in the north in the pacific northwest uh in the section of canada where the expedition expedition sasquatch excuse me where that documentary was filmed the filmmaker was saying that the reports of bigfoot in that area range from 12 to 15 feet in height that is fucking enormous. Could you imagine that? And that's why when he was trying to survey with that lens, um, the land below, I was like, wouldn't it stick out? I mean, granted, where there's a lot of tree cover, probably wouldn't see it. But where it's a little more open, like something, if it's 15 feet, I would think that would stick out a little bit. Yeah. But if it's a nocturnal creature, it's probably sleeping during probably. the day. That's why nobody sees him because we sleep at night. So, and we can't see at night, but if these things just move around at nighttime, primarily, the other well, that's another reason why you're not seeing them. With that documentary, as he's at the top of the mountain, the summit, I'm just thinking, what if he saw one of those day watchers on one of the other mountain peaks? <laughs> that would be really neat. Again, see, random see, thoughts that pop in my mind. You see Bigfoot up there with like a telescope? Like <laughs> no, you just like, see him like looking out like, looking oh out. shit. <laughs> But he probably would have seen the guy climbing the mountain, so would have. He's got a little flag next to him that says Day Watcher. Yeah. He has this like little shift, this little (laughs) lunchbox for a shift. 
<laughs> sitting on a stool, yeah. hanging out on top of the Eating mountain. Eating a sandwich. Hanging out, watching, yeah. looking out. Birds coming over, landing on his shoulder. He's talking to the birds. Yeah. 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 So. One other thing that popped in my head watching these documentaries is I wonder how, and I don't know if people have had any experience before, how they react to music. It got me thinking, yeah. like, because a lot of times people go camping and they might, you know, have an acoustic guitar and they might play something, they might sing. And I wonder, like, would they react differently to music and certain kinds of music? Would they react one way if you were blasting death metal compared to, like, maybe something softer, gentler? And even, like, you think about the frequencies, the sounds that they're hearing, could something bother them or maybe find it delightful? I just kind of wonder if there's anything that might maybe play some baroque period them. music some old school classical play a little extreme more than words on the acoustic guitar no yeah that's classical no i'm jumping from classical oh, to I see. that I like see. would they like that but I'm just thinking music and sounds and frequencies because they talk about doing like some people do like the whooping kind of yeah. thing and the whistling and things yeah. of that nature. And I'm thinking, okay, sounds, frequencies. There's what the Sierra sounds the Sierra and sounds, vocalization, yeah. again, yeah. whether that's real or not. But it just make, started making me wonder like how music and sounds and frequencies of everything, if that affects them at all, like if they would react differently to certain things. You mentioned the Sierra sounds. Would you like me to play some of the Sierra sounds? Yeah, play some. You okay. can find this on YouTube. Yeah, I'll, I'll link this in the show notes as well, but I'm going to just quickly play just a little bit of the Sierra sounds here. So that's the Sierra sounds mm-hmm. now. And there's a few series of them. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of different ones. That's just a, a, a little sample. 15, 20 seconds of, of what this one gentleman, Ron Moorhead, he was able to record these. Mm-hmm. And uh, Todd Standing referenced them as well. Mm-hmm. And they were also referenced in the Don't Call Me Bigfoot mm-hmm. documentary also. So they, they these are, according to these gentlemen that have heard Sasquatch in the wild, these are this is what they sound like. We heard something not, it, it was a little bit different in the Missing 411, the Hunters documentary. It was, it was so weird because it almost sounded like they were speaking English, but then weren't. It's almost like you yeah. could pick up sort of words, but then like, like you didn't know what it was and the vocalization was, I feel more bizarre because when I hear that, the first thing that comes to mind is Mike Patton. Yeah. He is an amazing vocalist. And he actually was at I Am Legend, did the sounds for like the monsters or something. Like, yeah, he does and a he's lot done of video like video games, games like vocalizations. Like and if you listen to him, he's the lead singer of Faith No More, too. So awesome. Anyway, yes. go ahead. If you listen to him, it's like there, if there's anyone on this earth who might be able to recreate that sound, it would be him. So. I just think like could, from what I'm hearing, my layman ears, if you will. Yeah, the untrained ear. The untrained ear. But the Sierra sounds were, the original recordings were given to audio engineers. They were given to, I want to say somebody in the army. 
I believe they said. And so they had people like yeah, trained had, people um, that looked at the recordings. And- yes. They had trained people look at the recordings. The recordings were not altered in any way. They were taken where they said they were taken. I mean, just based on you could hear the nature sounds mm-hmm. in the background and everything. So they were taken out in the woods. Whatever made the sounds, I guess it hit a couple of octaves lower and higher than what the human vocal cords are capable of mm-hmm. producing. Again, I'm not a trained linguist. I don't, I'm not a sound engineer. I don't know. To me, it sounds like, okay, maybe a person could have done that. But according to the experts, no. So take that for what it's worth. So what you just heard a few seconds ago was allegedly Sasquatch. Sure, it's interesting though. It is. I mean, if that's how they tie, it's kind of like, whoa, okay. So they ha- so they have a way of communicating with each other. And then it's like, are they angry? Are they happy? Is that their normal like tone? Like, because it's hard. We as humans pick up like we know typically if somebody's angry, if they're happy, like their voice can reflect that a little bit. And then you're listening to that, like I have no idea. Right. Yeah. And, and the the again the missing four one one that recording that was in that movie. That was insane. I I don't know what that was. I obviously they 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 never said Sasquatch in the movie. They just played it. It was something. But I think more now again after watching these and thinking about four one one and thinking about all these other things that we've talked about previously, I think for sure Bigfoot has to have something to do with these disappearances of people in the woods. They've it's gotta be. It's gotta be, and. The next Missing 411 show that we do, we're going to talk about one of the cases that pretty can kind of back up my theory on that because there is a famous case that David Politis always talks about mm-hmm. when he does any uh, radio or podcast interviews. He always talks about this case. So we'll, we'll talk about it as well because there's a pretty good case for it being Sasquatch. Now, again, how they are able to make people disappear and move around from, you know, place to place, I don't know. But if they're able to climb trees and a person can can vanish and there's no tracks, well, there you go. Why can a dog miss the scent? It makes sense. And lose a scent because maybe they were taken up in the trees. It makes sense. But it's just with all those kids that go missing... It's like, ugh, I don't, I don't want to have to think it's big. Oh, it's it's terrible. But if it's a creature, the, the other a, thing is something in the why, wild, it's not looking at it like I'm taking its kid. Why are people taking off their clothes too? Is it, you know what are I mean? Are people taking off their clothes, or are their clothes being taken off of them and thrown? And, and I guess that's about possible. But I know you abducted. had mentioned a case where somebody was like, they made a call or something, and they were explaining what was going on, and it wasn't making any sense. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking of is. I'm not again. I'm not saying all the missing 411 cases are Bigfoot. I'm not saying. I'm saying that they could probably definitely account for a lot of them, though. Possibly because if they can climb in the trees like that and they're that strong, yeah, that would explain a lot. We talk for hours. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up the hour. Yeah. No, I think it's a good place to to cut it. But yeah, definitely do your own research if this is something that interests you. But this is just the stuff that we found interesting that we. And again, these documentaries, so it's Don't Call Me Bigfoot, came Don't on 2020, Bigfoot. Discovering Bigfoot yep. uh, from 2017, and Expedition, Expedition Sasquatch. Sasquatch came out in 2018. Yes. All pretty good. I mean, yeah. uh, again, you got to be ready for a lot of slow parts, but if you're into the Bigfoot and Sasquatch, I definitely recommend checking them out. Oh, absolutely. And and do your own research. Anything we talked about, you know, look it up yourself. Look up gorillas. When were they yeah. discovered? Look it up. 
Look up a lot of and stuff. Then, and then hopefully that sets off the light bulb for you and you go, holy shit, 1902? That's it? I know. It's cra- Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy when you think about it. Let us know what you think. If you've got any thoughts or theories, yeah. hit us up on our Twitter. At Pod. Instagram. Homewrecker Podcast. And we have a website too. We do. Homewreckerpodcast.com. So reach out to us. Let us know your thoughts and what you think. Yeah. And until next time. I am the Golden Greek Alexarion. I've been joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, really needs to work on her sarcastic tone, trophy wife, Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast.